I'm going back to 1885 and I'm bringing you home. Michael J. Fox. Indians! Christopher Lloyd. I never met a man like you before. Trapped in the wildest west ever, with only one way out. The best Back to the Future of them all. Back to the Future 3, Sunday at 837, 30 Central on NBC. Come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marchy McFly again. Back to the Future 3, a month-long podcast with me. It's Marchy McFly. It's Marchy McFly again. I'm doing it again I couldn't stay away, I confess Another adventure with Marty and Doc And this time, they're in the U.S. So come along with me, celebrate year three It's Marchy McFly again Stay here all month long and get sick of this song Cause it's Margie McFly, it's Margie McFly again, again It's a 31-day podcast where I celebrate one movie and the movie happens to be back in the future by three Hello and happy Saturday night, everybody. I thought maybe I would get to the show a little earlier today, but guess what? That wasn't in the cards. However, I did watch for the 11th time this month, Back to the Future Part 3. I watched it really before, like really early this morning, not before breakfast, with breakfast. Uh, And tomorrow, I'll be doing it again with one less hour. We're losing an hour tomorrow, uh, but that's okay. I will. Um, that would have been the hour that I would have been doing my calisthenics. So you have to cut somewhere. I'm going to cut the calisthenics. But today, uh, I watched Back to the Future 3 for the 11th time, and I'm here talking to you about Back to the Future 3 uh, for the 11th time. I thought maybe I would go over a couple notes and maybe look at some trivia and then, um, you know, we'll see, we'll, see what, we'll see where we go from there. But uh, one thing I wrote down was based on the actors. Doc is 15 years older than Clara. So um, Christopher Lloyd is 15 years older than Mary Steenburgen. But remember this. Doc went through all that work in the future to add 30 years to his life. So technically, on a physiological, biological um, level, is he 15 years younger now than Clara? I would say no, but I would think that maybe he's more, uh, more age appropriate. Now, I guess in the 1880s, I'm assuming that, you know, 15 years was not that big of a deal. I, I, I'd hate to think, um, where exactly those 15-year differences could be in, in people's ages. But just some, just um, the thought of the old West, I'm going to think that maybe Clara and um, Doc did not look like a you know May-December romance. And at this point in Clara's life, 
is she considered like an old spinster? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but another thing I uh, I wanted to note was, you know, I've talked many times about uh, Clara and Doc possibly thinking he altered the timeline by saving her and her not going in the ravine as she normally would. But that changed when Doc took her out of the timeline. She basically was erased from the record books in 1885. She never went on. Well, she fell in love with, with Doc, so she never went on to add to the timeline, add people to the timeline, add children to the timeline that then would go on and alter history. She went and um, fell in love with Doc and, you know, had Jules and Vern, but even them, they were taken out of history. They're kind of, you know, um, in, in the world of, of time, they're, they're like out of, uh, man out of time, man out of time. That's a Tesla song. But they're kind of, um, you know, they don't belong anywhere. I mean, Doc is, Doc grew up in, through the 80s, went to the future, came back, all, the, all this fun stuff. And uh, then he lived in the 1880s, and now they're, they're just kind of, they go where they please. So Doc didn't alter the timeline. But what I found interesting, I'm reading the Back to the Future novelization, Back to the Future Part 3 novelization. I haven't read it very well the last couple of days. I've only read like a page here, a page there. Uh, but what was interesting in the novelization he says, oh, my goodness, I, I've altered the timeline. And his first thought is, I guess I'm going to have to go back and get Miss Clayton and push her off the ravine. Like, he, in the novelization, Doc actually thought, I suppose I'm going to have to murder her to make up for it. Now, he, he immediately said, that's insane, that's insane. I would never do that. That's crazy. You know, but but oh my God, I wish I never built that in in you know infernal machine. That's when he said that. But he thought uh, in the book, and I I if this was in the screenplay, uh, you know, all bets are off. Let's say he really that was in the screenplay, right? And then they're they're traveling through time, and Clara's like, I'm so happy, uh, Emmett, that you know you you were able to um, you know show me the truth, and you trusted me. And, you know, we were able to have this wonderful life together. And he's like, so was I, baby. Now, <laughs> you know, you're going to find something really, really funny. And then he tells her, you know, originally when I saved you, you were supposed to go over that cliff. I was? Yes. And my first thought was, oh, my gosh, I've altered the timeline. I better make sure she goes over that cliff. <laughs> and then Clara's sitting there. She's like, I'm sorry, what? Well, it was just a thought. You know, I thought, well, you know, um, I've altered time, and the, the best way to uh, fix any time authorizations is to, um, you know, reset what you've done and try to make up for any changes you've made. Uh, you know, um, we, do, uh, Marty accidentally uh, didn't get his parents to meet, so he had to make up for that. Now, it, it changed things, and they were uh, better for it. But, um, you know, I thought, you know, if, I've, if I save this woman... What, what does that mean for the timeline? Will she go on to maybe have a son who has a son who has a son who has a daughter who has a son who is like the, uh, a mass murderer? <laughs> you know, I thought, well, I guess I'm going to have to kill her. Thankfully, I changed my mind. And then, um, oh, so that was before, like, we met? No, no, no. I, 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 obviously, it was after we met. I wouldn't have known that I changed the timeline until we met. 
but we seemed like we had such a connection. Oh, we did, we did. But, you know, the, um, the space-time continuum, above all, uh, matters the most to me as a scientist. So you were going to kill me. Look, I was just going to make it the way it was supposed to be. Can we not talk about this right now? All right, I need to go pick up Einstein. I don't know. Maybe that could have been a skit. I don't know. I just kind of thought of that. I thought of that this, uh, because of the book. Like, I thought of that actually right now, the conversation. But I wanted to bring up the book. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, maybe I won't go through so many notes because I feel like I'm already, I've already talked. Uh, and I have one other thing that I thought about. Um, honestly, I was going to tell you, I thought about it while taking a shower. I was cleaning uh, all over. <laughs> and um, my, you know, I thought, you know, Doc got to the, uh, the past, right? He, and he didn't, you know, call Marty or write to Marty. He didn't call Marty at all because there was no telephone. He didn't write to Marty uh, for eight months. So think about this. For, for, for Marty, it was two minutes, three minutes, maybe. Uh, but for, to, before he, Doc disappeared and he got that letter. But for Doc, well, I mean, it was 70 years, but it was, it was, you know, from the moment Doc went back in time to the moment he wrote the letter, eight months had passed. He has made a life for himself. So I'm wondering, you know, and I guess it didn't really matter because he knows how time works. He's probably, what I want to know, what I would love to know, and also don't want to know because I don't want, um, you know, uh, someone to come up with a story. I thought like, oh, it'd be fun to kind of write this story, but it's not official and it's everything is kind of, you know, it would just be fan fiction. So if I'm going to have a fan fiction about something, I'm going to have my own fan fiction. And that would be Doc's life for those eight months. Like everything. How did it happen? You know, he gets struck by lightning. He's flying. Is He gets to 1885. He's in the middle of nowhere. He's he flying again, and then he just he hits the ground. Now then he has to figure out where to... He has to get the, um, the DeLorean someplace. He has to get the DeLorean to a cave. He has eight months between the... Not eight months to do it, but it took eight months for him to do everything as far as getting the DeLorean moved. How does he do that? You know, I think about that in the, um, in the present as far as how did... Uh, you know, Doc and Marty get things moved around, but you realize Doc had a team of horses that could do all, a lot of this stuff. Uh, but when he first got there, he had nothing. He was nobody. He was a man out of time, man out of time. And he had no money. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. That's not true. He had his briefcase of money from all different times. So he must have had enough money to buy some horses, then go back. Hopefully the DeLorean was in the middle of nowhere where they, because that's where they set up by the Lion Estates. Hopefully that's far enough out of town from the downtown. So he has all that money that he's able, that's, you know, anything before 1885 he can use, right? As long as it's not so ancient. Uh, so he is able to uh, buy some horses and rent out that barn. Okay, then he spends 
just kind of eight months trying to build a life for himself. He says, I'm a blacksmith. Uh, and the thing is, is he might not have had blacksmith skills, but what he does have, he's a, he's a genius. He, you know, he's got a very creative, intuitive um, inventor's mind. And he has 70 years of ingenuity that they don't have. He has 70 years of knowledge of how to do things. Now, he may not have the, the technology or the equipment to do these things yet, but he can do things with current uh, available technology that probably man has not thought of yet, or at least man, you know, men outside of, you know, um, scientists uh, at this point. You know, he, he can do things like make a giant refrigerator that's steam-powered. Uh, he can make a model train. I don't think model trains were even, like I looked it up, was not 1890s or something is when model trains were more, uh, were readily available. He probably could have made gasoline, but that's beyond, beyond the point. Uh, maybe he couldn't have. Isn't that like you have to refine oil or something? I don't know. I read something where it said gasoline was available, but it was it was something that was like, crude leftover from oil refineries and they didn't know what to do with it. I don't know. Um, but he had eight months to like, did he sneak around at first? Did he sneak into town? Um, did he get, uh, you know, like he became a well-respected man. I mean, even Buford Tannen went to him to, to, to put the shoes on his horse so there was no one else in town yet who was doing it or he was doing it better. Uh, you know, the mayor went to him to go visit uh, the school teacher. He, he, he blew that one, but, but he trusted him to do it at the time. So Doc was, Emmett was a, um, he wasn't Doc, he was Emmett. Emmett was a respected part of the um, community. In fact, he even got drunk there on the 4th of July. I remember Chester, the bartender, is like, be careful. We don't want to repeat a repeat of what happened on the 4th of July. I do. I guess all we see is that, you know, he can't hold his liquor. There's a man who can't hold his liquor. And uh, even though Chester knew this already, so why would he say that again? Uh, but Chester has one of my favorite lines. I don't want to get there yet, but he has one of my... It's a silly little joke that, that works every single time I hear it. Uh, but I also like when he says, you know, I need something harder. He's like, sarsaparilla? Um, I would like to have seen that whatever happened to Doc and Fourth of July. He, he had a life. He had a um, like, eight months is not a anything to sneeze at, especially in that time. I feel like where days felt you know long, uh, and um, you know there was only so much to do. He also he he made a cool rifle. I mean, he did all kinds of stuff for eight months, and then. I'm thinking at the same time, he's thinking in, in the back of his head, I need, you know, Marty is stuck in 1955. What do I do? So he's setting up shop. He is, he's probably doing everything he can to set up a life so he can also have an income that allows him to, you know, um, purchase the, the uh, stuff that he needs to wrap up and hide the DeLorean. He must do a lot of skulking around at night, you know, getting go, going to and fro. Uh, it'd be it would have been interesting if he had an assistant that you know, kind of like a Marty, but you know, someone in eighteen eighty five who 
knew some of what he talked about or you know believed him or something like that would have been interesting uh but he, it's at a certain point doc's like i need to work at getting this delorean in enough shape that it can be left for marty so he's got a, he's like i'm going to drain the fluids the gasoline that's why there's no gasoline he's not going to leave gasoline in the car for 70 months uh and again if they use those parts let's see hmm I always say to myself, they couldn't use the parts from the original DeLorean because they need those that DeLorean to be there in the future. But really, the only thing they needed was the fuel line, and they didn't have fuel, so it didn't matter. There was nothing in the new DeLorean that would have helped them in the uh, from the old DeLorean, I should say. Nothing from the old DeLorean that would help them in the DeLorean that came back from the, the 55, from the drive-in. That's at least my belief. And if there was... They would have taken it, and he would have left a note saying, "Hey, um, there's this part is missing because we needed it to put it on the the other car that comes back here." They would have left another note, like they would have, I guess, or I don't know how the timeline works because I don't know. I'm overthinking it, uh, but I'm just saying I would like to. I would have liked to have known more, or it would have been cool if the novelization delved into it more because I feel like that would have been a little more official as far as something coming from Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis, um, you know, explaining, okay, this is what Doc and Marty did for a certain amount of, you know, I mean, this is what Doc did while he was down there. Yes, we know he was, um, you know, shoeing horses and fixing wagons, but it would have been cool to to see some of that or read some of that in the novel. Um, And the thought of all those things, of that time period, to me, is, is a little fascinating, interesting enough to kind of at least talk about here today to the point where uh, I didn't even go into any trivia or any goofs on IMDb. So there, there's, there's another talk for another day. And I think I'm done. I think I, I don't have anything else to... T- oh, wait. West... The Wild Wild West. 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 I used to live in a modern timeline. 1985, everything was just fine. Survived. A Libyan attack then went back in time to get an almanac Our plan, it turned out perfect But then something happened I did not expect Lightning struck at my car And that sent me back real far That sent me back to the, the wild, wild west The wild, wild west The wild, wild west The wild, wild west Lightning Doc disappeared. I thought that I lost him. The worst was feared. But a man arrived with a letter. Doc was alive, so I felt much better. The other Doc could get me on fine. We found the DeLorean in an old mine. I was feeling like I'd get home safe. But Copernicus found the Doc's grave. He was murdered. And that really sucks. Shot in the back over 80 bucks. I decided. Right there and then, I was traveling back in time again. Once the time machine was ready to go, we'd head to the drive-in, but not for a show. Doc thought he dressed me up great, and once I hit that 88, I found myself in the wild, wild west. The wild, wild west. 
Indians coming straight for me. They're being chased by the cavalry, a cave. I hide the car there, but then I get scared away by a bear. I fall, hit my head, get knocked out. I wake up, what's my mom talking about? Who's this lady sitting by my bed? She's a McFly, is my family in bread? Next morning, I head into town. Luckily, Hill Valley is still around. I notice people see me instead, and the clock tower is right there. It's being built in the wild, wild west. 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 A saloon, some old timers hanging around. They see me. There's a circus in town. I try to ask about Doc when Buford Tannen's crew shuffles in. Mad Dog, that nickname makes him frown. He shoots at my feet while I'm dancing around. I run before things get any worse. As fast as I can, but can't outrun a horse. They catch me, pull me up my feet, then drag me as they ride down the street. I'm feeling like I have no hope as they try hanging me high from a rope. I thought that was it. And I'm not lying, but a bullet came and saved me from dying. The gang left after some tough talk, and I finally reunite with Doc. We're back together in the Wild Wild West. 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 I had a gunfight in the Wild Wild West. ZZ Top was in the Wild Wild West. We stole a train in the Wild Wild West. Boom! Yes, I've been thinking about this song for like 10 out of the last 11 days, thinking I gotta write this, I gotta do this. Cool Mo D. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know who Cool Modi is. Uh, my brother had, I think it was on CD. I don't think it was tape. I think we had the CD of the Cool Modi. The Cool Modi. He had Cool Modi on CD, and there were two songs that I always knew growing up. It was Wild Wild West and How You Like Me Now. Uh, and I remember listening to those a ton. Uh, the Wild Wild West, that song also goes on, went on to be kind of sampled and part of and reused in, um, uh, you know, that terrible uh, Wild Wild West movie starring Kevin Kline and noted kook Will Smith, uh, which I went to see in the theater. Uh, yes, I did. And I remember going, this, that was fun. Like we, we um, took, a, took uh, our, our friend, a friend of mine who well, we used to babies him. Now the kid's like in his 30s. Uh, and we, the two of us went because we'd go see a bunch of... We'd see these kind of fun movies all the time. And I think we liked it at the time, but looking back, uh, that that movie um, is not good. Uh, but I, I was not going to do that, you know, version of... With, you know, Kumo D, I think, is in that version uh, with Cisco, Notakook, Will Smith, and I want to say Stevie Wonder, but... I think maybe Stevie Wonder was only in the live version. We're going straight to the wild, wild west. No, no, no. 
uh, Marchie McFly is an original, and that's why I'm going back to the original, to the source, to the cool. The, why do I call him the cool Modi? I listen to the cool Modi. Uh, so that is that is my second year in a row of doing um, hip hop. Uh, but you, well, the real fun thing is, go back and watch the original uh, Cool Modi Wild Wild West music video. It is hilarious. Uh, it is like you know, Cool Modi is out in the snow and he's dressed like a cowboy, but it's like a leather cowboy. He's got a bunch of like dudes around him, and they are dancing. They're like dance fighting, but like bobbing their shoulders. It's not quite beat it dancing. But it's kind of close, where it's almost like they're 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 having a dance off with other guys, even though they're talking about you know beating guys up. Um, it, but they don't use guns; they just they want to use their fist and slam them in the wild wild west. Um, even though they they the song sounds tough, it's it's like women dancing and guys in cowboy hats dancing and and like really hamming it up for the camera, like. They say, wow, wow, West, well, they had like chewing cigars and stuff. In, in other words, it's amazing. Uh, and I'm glad that I was able to watch it and rewatch it and rewatch it multiple times while writing out these, um, these dynamic lyrics for this other version. And basically, I realized I can't do the whole Back to the Future 3, otherwise, this song will be 45 minutes long. So it just kind of, I started on, at Doc's. Um, I was going to go back and forth, and then I stopped doing that. Started from Doc's point of view, went to Marty's point of view, and then just kind of got to the point where they met. Uh, and then I tried to summarize the rest of the movie in like the last 10 seconds. Uh, but that was fun. I, I had a lot of fun putting it together. And uh, that's why the show is also coming out so late this evening. But guess what? Now I can really say, I'm done. I did it. Another day in the books. 11 days in the books, only two songs though, but I have other ideas, uh, other ideas for skits I might do, other ideas for songs I'm definitely going to have to figure out how to do, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's Marchy McFly 3, it's Back to the Future Part 3 in the Old West, so you, you might be able to guess based on my musical taste, if you know it, you might be able to guess what's, what, what song might be coming, uh, but that's all I'm going to say. So... Until tomorrow, my friends, until Sunday, I know we're losing an hour, but we will we will um, make that hour up. But again, as I said, by, you know, cutting out any physical activity I would have used, I would have definitely 100 percent done in that hour. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? That's the that's the way farmers want it. Farmers like Seamus McFly. Oh, we got to have that extra light. and We're saving daylight. I don't know how it works. All I know is tomorrow when I wake up, it'll be an hour later that I usually want to wake up, and then I'll have to, uh, well, I have to go grocery shopping because that's what Sundays are for. Oh, wait, I'm not going. I'm going Monday morning. Hiya! Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Uh, so Monday, I have to work and I have to do grocery shopping in the morning, but I'll still watch Back to the Future Part Three because that's what I do. I'll be watching it, I'll be talking it, and you'll be listening to it because that's what Marcia McFly is. So, oh, I'm still rambling. Um, you know now it's time to go. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is fans.experts. The website is fans.experts.com. And until tomorrow, my friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. 
Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode Fans not experts